Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Pardon My Art, unlocking the business side of creativity. I'm your host, Oscar, and today I have a topic that's, I think, near and dear to every artist's heart, and that's finding inspiration and self-expression. So whether you're a seasoned artist or, or just starting on your creative journey like yesterday, this episode, I believe, will help you with some insights and tips that will make it possible for you to thrive better in the world of art. So let's dive right in. Finding inspiration can be a challenge, right, for even the most accomplished artists. Here are some strategies I think that might be helpful for you to think about. One is to explore diverse art forms. Basically, broaden your horizons because artistic growth often thrives when you step outside your comfort zone. Don't limit your exploration to, say, your own artistic medium. Really, explore other art forms such as music, literature, dance, maybe even theater. And the reason is because the process of engaging with these diverse art forms exposes you to new techniques, new styles, new perspectives, new materials. And inspiration, honestly, often comes from unexpected places. If, if you're doing cross-disciplinary work and experiences, uh, th- th- you know, this can lead essentially to breakthroughs in your own work. You're not stuck in your own collage bubble. You're not stuck in your own uh, painting with acrylics bubble. You're exploring different things. And, uh, and even if you don't necessarily find yourself being good at those other things, you're being influenced, I think, by, uh, by playing around with those, those mediums. And maybe you'll get better. You, you know what it is to start from nothing and then to be, uh, to have developed a particular skill set. So, it may or may not happen for you, but exploring in those other venues will allow your brain to uh, to be challenged and and to to learn and grow. And maybe that other experience will inform the stuff that you really, really are good at. Uh, another form uh, of inspiration is basically nature, right? Everyday life, right? So uh, what I'm encouraging people to do is really to unearth the so-called extraordinary in the ordinary. And this is, you know, looking at the world around you. You know, I, I look at the world around me and I see, you know, even when I'm stuck at home, you know, the pandemic did a lot of things to a lot of people who are creators in terms of stifling uh, creativity because you were you were stuck in your space. And we weren't really able to think about, well, how can our space that we are confined in or confined to uh, in and of itself be a, a way to inspire creativity? It's hard. For sure, you know, when you are stuck in a space, but it's not impossible unless you live in a box that has no furniture uh, and just four walls. Right. Like then then I I can imagine, you know, it could be difficult. But honestly, you know, uh, we think about folks who are in prison. Um, and, you know, who are artists and or at least find creativity in, in, in jail or in prison and are going to be there for a while. Right. And they they are in those cells and, you know, they have a little bit more spaciousness when they get out of the cell. But when they go back to the cell, which is probably where they're doing most of their creativity, it's just that. Right. What 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 is out there? What is their stimuli? Right. And so if they can do it. You can do it. And then, you know, since maybe you're not in prison, uh, hopefully, uh, you can go outside in nature, like real nature, not a prison yard. You can go outside 
to uh, your backyard if you have one. Go to a park that's nearby if you don't have a backyard. Uh, walk around the neighborhood and, and you know observe other people's uh, yards if they have them, and and the beauty that might come with that the the foliage, the the the, the birds, the, the uh, other types of animals and and creatures that might be hanging out in a particular net natural space, right? Go for a walk. Uh, talk to people while you're out, right? So listen to people and their stories. And honestly, like even the most mundane experience at a cashier checkout, you know, having a conversation could be something that stimulates you to write that poem uh, that's been lingering in the back of your head or to uh, finish that piece. Like, you know, now you now know what you need to do to complete a piece that you've been working on, right? So take the time to observe the surroundings that are around you, notice the details, find the extraordinary in the ordinary. And uh, I, I would also say that really focus on maybe looking at uh, the beauty in the small things, right? The overlooked things that can lead to fresh and original concepts in your art, things that other people aren't paying attention to. Travel and cultural exploration is also another way for you to find uh, super inspiration, I believe. Basically, traveling to new places and immersing yourself in different cultures, you know, as a source of inspiration allows you to experience unfamiliar landscapes, um, encounter different traditions or perspectives that can open your mind to a world of creative possibilities. Whether it's the architecture of a foreign city that you've never visited or the colors of a marketplace that you are now experiencing for the first time ever, or the stories from the people that you meet while you're out there doing all of these things in these amazing and different places. Travel really can enrich your artistic vision in ways that a local experience cannot, right? You, you, you get familiar with your neighborhood. And like I said, you know, you can walk around your neighborhood and talk to your, to your neighbors and talk to the people that you meet in the park and, and deal with the everyday that, that's around you. But really when you go out and you do other types of travel and meet other types of people that's not the type of people that you're normally meeting, you're going to learn something different about yourself, about them. Uh, and hopefully those things can be ways for you to channel your art and your creativity. So think about travel. If you have a hard time getting on planes, and I know people who do, right? Maybe travel within your means and don't find, like, maybe don't go across the Atlantic. But where can you go that's different and that you don't have to get on a plane, right? Where can you go and how can you get there to find something that is unique and novel to your uh, uh, cultural experience, your national experience, whatever. So uh, if you're in North America, you can easily drive to Canada. And Canada is not that much different necessarily than the United States, but it has its differences. You could also travel south and drive down to Mexico and then drive all the way from Mexico through all parts of Central and, uh, you know, other parts of, of uh, that region, right? Central America. So, like, you, you don't have to get on a plane. You can get on a train. You can get on get in your car. You can do a car caravan, whatever, whatever you want to do. Do it. Um, because I believe that travel and cultural exploration is really going to help inform how you do the kind of creativity that you're working on right now. Another way to be super inspired is working with others, collaboration. This is the alchemy of shared ideas, if you will. So collaboration with other artists as a source of inspiration means that when, you know, when you're working with 
peers, your contemporaries. You're basically sharing your ideas, your techniques and your experiences. And hopefully there's a loop, there's a feedback loop, right? So you're, you're, you know, giving up your, your style, you're giving up your, your codes, right? Uh, and people are feeding back to you how that's resonating with them. And at the same time, they're doing the same thing, ideally, right? They're, they're uh, t- talking to you about their instrument or um, their form of creativity, whatever it is that you're doing, if you're like really grouping together and trying to be a band, if you will, right? Artists can be bands and not just musicians, right? You can band together as different kinds of creatives and do things that are unique to you or similar to each other, but like you're going to learn through that cross-collaboration effort. And in and of itself, assuming that you all get along, it's, it's, you know, it can be a dynamic and creative environment that allows everybody to grow and maybe ideally everybody can eat from the work that you are producing. Um, so, you know, remember, it's a two-way street. When you're collaborating, yes, you should be thinking about, well, what's in this for me? Of course, you know, how can I benefit? But also be thinking about what can I offer? What's the difference between uh, what I have now by myself and um, and what those folks have by themselves and what I think I can offer if we band it together? One other form is personal stories. You know, these, your, your own personal stories can provide you with significant amounts of inspiration and may not always be happy stuff, but it's, it's your stuff. It's your, it's your story. It's your life experiences, your struggles, your triumphs. All of this can be a deep wellspring of inspiration for you and, and your creativity. So I often encourage people to tap into those stories and, and to uh, the emotions that they can recall from those experiences, whether it was when you were a five-year-old, uh, you know, hanging out in the park and getting lost and having to be found by uh, strangers who then had to help you look for your parents, or uh, a 25-year-old who just graduated uh, from graduate school and, um, you know, you, you have uh, uh, um, an experience that allows you to channel into the energy of remembering, you know, what the feelings were. Uh, were you happy? Were you proud? Um, uh, were you anxious about what comes next, right? All of those feelings, all of those emotions are things that you can pull from the ethers because they're in your in your consciousness and use that to create any any form of art honestly that you uh that you do whether it's poetry whether it's writing story screenplay painting uh honestly almost making music anything can come out of your own personal stories and and your audience i think will connect with that because they are really if if they know that this is coming from your personal story right they're going to connect with wow like you're a human being just like me you have feelings just like me you have some of the same feelings that i have and so you can really connect with audiences when you're coming from your own personal experience on a super profound level when you're really intentional about telling your story through your creativity so let's let's uh, let's move on to another way to sort of stay in the game, stay stay inspired, uh, and that's if you haven't already done this, crafting your artist statement, and then if you have crafted it, maintaining it. Right. So uh, the you know the purpose of an artist statement is it's basically the foundational thing, document or something on your webpage or whatever it is, wherever you have it, that defines your artistic journey. If you're applying for grants and things like that, you're often going to be asked for a submission of your artist statement, 
right? Um, and if you haven't, get ready for that because you, know, you need to have that ready. So, you know, what's the word? How do they say it? Um, stay ready so that you don't, you don't have to get ready. So in essence, start by digging deep into your purpose for doing your art. What's the message that you want to convey to the world? And, and what emotions or thoughts do you want your art, your creativity to evoke from the people who are your audience? Your, your purpose, honestly, is your artistic North Star. And this guides your creative decisions, helping you to stay true to your vision. If you have it written down, you can always go back to it and you can always change it. Um, but you have something there as, as a, a, a barometer for what you do and why you do it. You should also think about the audience. Tailoring your message uh, while making art is is deeply personal, and it's also a form of communication. Every artist, every creator is, if they're selling their art or sharing it with people, are communicating with whomever it is that is digesting and consuming their art. So consider who your art is intended for and, and think about who your target audience is. What's their interests? What's their desires, their expectations? And tailor your artistic statement to resonate with this audience. It's about finding common ground between your creative vision and what you think your viewers or your buyers can connect with. The, the more your statement speaks to their interests and emotions, the more likely they are to engage with your art. And along that line, be authentic. Authenticity is important. Reflecting your true self and your true authentic self is the heart of your artist statement. It's really about being genuine and sincere in expressing your creative vision. So avoid creating a statement that merely follows trends or maybe caters to popular opinion because your artist statement should be a, a reflection of your true self and what you believe in. When you are authentic in your statement, it resonates with your audience on a deeper level. And this forges a more profound connection between them and your art. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, this is the, your barometer. You can change it though, right? You should always be revisiting and revising. The evolution of your artistic statement will show growth. And, and this is, you know, honestly a continuous process. Your artist statement should evolve. And that's because you are growing as an artist. As your art changes and as your art matures, your statement may need updates to remain relevant. So you should really set aside time for periodic revisions and not just necessarily when you are looking at the new grants that you have to apply for and are looking for, uh, you know, your artist statement, right? You should, you should stay um, very engaged in how your art is changing and how your art is evolving so that you can come back to your, your artist statement and fix that, right? Um, honestly, if, if it comes at a point in time, you, if you are triggered by, oh, snap, I have to uh, apply for this grant and I, um, I forgot to refresh my artist statement, okay, great, that's a great trigger. But if you can really put it on a calendar and, and calendarize how often you are reviewing and revising, it doesn't have to be every month, honestly. It could be once a quarter. Um, it could be twice a year. But do it. Like, put it on a, on a calendar so that you don't forget it. Put it on your whiteboard so that you don't forget it. Consistency is also super important. 
unifying your body of work is uh, something that your artist statement should really be able to reflect because this will serve as the glue that ties all of your work, your, your entire body of work together. So it's essential that you can find a cohesive theme and ideally, you know, a message throughout your statement that reflects your art. Consistency will help your audience recognize your unique style and it will help them understand the narrative and the and the message, the story behind your work. If there's some kind of a disconnect between your statement and your art, it will be confusing for the people that you are hoping will buy your art or the people who will appreciate it in, in some other way. Let's wrap up by reflecting on your artistic vision and, and setting goals to achieve that vision. I, I often tell people, create a vision board. Start with that. Creating a vision board is a powerful tool for artists, regardless of what kind of artist you are, regardless of whether you, you know, have ever even done a vision board or know um, how to curate um, uh, images that you might like clip out of a magazine or whatever, right? Uh, you, you've probably seen this done. You may have done this when you were a child. This may be new to you. You may have never heard of this before. But basically, a vision board is a visual representation of the aspirations that you have, and it serves as a constant source of motivation. It should be once you've created your vision board, it should be somewhere that you can see it all the time or uh, at least, you know, at least once a day. Right. So uh, when you start your morning, if you know, if you if your vision board is in your bathroom while you are getting ready for uh, for your day, boom, there's, you're looking at your vision board. It can have words. It can have um, sayings, um, but it, it should also reflect like images of the things that you are hoping to achieve in terms of your creativity. Uh, and again, you know, as if you're an artist, if you're a painter, like what does that what does that really mean? Like, what's your what's your vision for your for your creative business in this sense? Like, how are you hoping to grow? Are you hoping to um, have more gallery shows? Okay, cool. So maybe your vision board shows all the galleries that you would like to be in in 2024. Um, maybe it's really about, you know, fundamentally about more money and uh, a, a higher quality of life. So maybe you can include that uh, as an element of your vision board, you know, the house that you would like to live in that is paid for through your ability to monetize your art, right? So the, you know, having a visual board, these visual cues pretty much act as a reminder of where you want to go with your art and where you, where you want your art uh, to help take you. Now, establishing long and, and short-term goals is also another thing that's super important, I think, in terms of having all of those other things uh, assembled. Having a vision board is great, but doing nothing or not being organized enough to achieve those goals will be a barrier. So developing that path towards artistic growth requires a roadmap. And this comes in the form of both long-term and the development of, of short-term goals. Long-term goals are your big picture objectives, the destination that you want to reach in five or 10 years. And this will provide you with a sense of direction and, and purpose as you lay things out and be as granular as you need to be. Short-term goals, on the other hand, break that journey down into manageable steps. These answer the question of what you want to achieve in the next few months. Again, be as granular as you need to be. By balancing both, you're working steadily towards your long-term vision while staying nimble and adaptable to what will happen to you in the present. I also encourage people to find feedback and get critique. The power 
of external input is crucial when you are trying to grow and trying to you know, move the dial on where you may be with your art, your creativity and the monetization of that art and creativity. So really seek feedback from mentors or fellow artists. Their perspective will offer fresh insights and ideally constructive criticism that you should learn how to receive if, you, if you're not familiar or used to <laughs> receiving constructive criticism. Um, but basically, it's easy to become too close to your work and you, you can't see the, the, the hidden things that are there that could make you a better artist if you were able to see them or make your art better. So honestly, getting that kind of constructive critique is going to be super helpful as you establish yourself as someone who is able to move the dial, grow with your art, um, learn new skills, right? Things you may need to do better or differently in order for your art to have resonance with folks who might be interested in buying it. Don't be afraid to embrace the feedback. And if you have a difficult time doing that, then I would suggest finding ways, and there are definitely different ways for you to do this, maybe online or through therapy or whatever, um, but like learn how to receive feedback. It's going to be super important for your ability to get feedback and then grow with it. And then the bottom line is uh, create a timeline, honestly, you know, create a timeline and and think about some self-reflection uh, throughout that timeline, you know, have have a clear structure that you need to follow. And along the way, you know, that self-reflection will be the cornerstone. If you're doing all of these other things and you're listening to people or you're, you're um, getting the feedback, you're developing your long and your short-term goals, you have a vision board, and you're able to come back to this and reflect in, in a way that, you know, is linear, right? You can see it's now December and I have some of these goals set for February. Where am I in my ability to achieve that by February? Do I need to move things around? Do I need to reprioritize? Do I need to focus? What, what do I need to do? And, uh, you know, you, you know, be the feedback loop for yourself as well, because that's going to be important if you're doing your due diligence and staying on your track and on your path by looking at a timeline. Well, that's a wrap for today's episode. And I hope this discussion has shed some light on what you need to do to stay inspired and, and be self-expressed. And if you love what you heard, please spread the love by sharing this episode with fellow creators. And please don't forget to subscribe to Pardon My Art, unlocking the business side of creativity so that you never miss a beat. Thanks for being a part of this creative collective. And until next time, please keep dreaming, keep creating, and keep embracing the beauty of your creative journey. Always remember, art is for everyone and anyone can do it. Be good to yourself and do great things. Hey, incredible artists, it's Oscar Castro here with some game-changing news. Ever felt the struggle of turning your passion into profit? Well, guess what? I've got the solution and I want you to be a part of it. Imagine this, personal attention, insider strategies, and a community of creative minds. That's what my exclusive beta group is all about. And I'm only opening it right now to five passionate artists. Yep, you heard it right. I've been where you are and I know the challenges. Together, we're going to break through those barriers and turn your art into a thriving business. Let's conquer imposter syndrome, boost your business, and keep that creative flame burning bright. Head over to OscarCastro.com and Oscar is spelled with a K. And do that right now to claim your spot in the beta group. 
I genuinely believe your art deserves to transcend being just a passion. It deserves to become your livelihood. Join me in the beta group and let's make this journey extraordinary together. Visit OscarCastro.com or share this with a fellow artist who you think is hungry for a breakthrough. Your creative odyssey is on the brink of something incredible, and I'll see you there. Are you an artist looking to take your creative journey to the next level, but you feel stuck and unsure of what to do? Do you dream of turning your artistic passion into a sustainable and diversified income stream? If so, sign up today for my free 30-minute creative business audit so that I can help you figure out what stage of your journey you are in and what might be needed to get you to the next level. Imagine the possibilities of harnessing your creativity and your expertise to earn an additional $1,000 or more each month. It's not just a dream, it's a reality waiting to be explored. And I'm here to guide you. Who is this for? This is for artists and creatives ready to transform their passion into profit. It's for entrepreneurs seeking to monetize their expertise and their creative skills. And it's for anyone interested in generating additional income through their unique talents. Sign up now at my website, oscarcastro.com, or go to bit.ly forward slash creative business audit to sign up. Hope to see you there.